0: And I'm Jack. <laughs> Hi, I'm John. This is the Armchair Commanders podcast. And I'm Jack once again. <laughs> Best intro ever. You can if you see change we, it or record that I will kill you.
1: <laughs> you can see we run a very serious uh, program around here. <laughs> For, our For guests, a very welcome.
0: serious movie
1: i know for our returning guests welcome back for our new guests i don't
0: know
1: why you're still hex yeah i don't know why you're still listening to us um so this week as you might have ascertained by the fancy little logo art that we have up uh we are reviewing the 2010 dc comics film jonah hex
0: excuse uh, you we're reviewing the 2010 american classic jonah hex
1: Hex, yeah!
0: Hex, yeah!
1: So I have to start off with, and I told this story our last episode, but Jonah Hex is one of my favorite uh, comic book characters. Um, So much so I I have a large collection of Jonah Hex comics, including All-Star Western Number 10, which is the first appearance of Jonah Hex.
0: Um,
1: Yeah, don't asked me how much that cost me it was too damn much um but it's hanging on the wall so um but anyways this movie um when it came out i was so fucking stoked when it came out because i was like fuck yeah Jonah hex and then you know this was also like prime megan fox time too so it's mm-hmm. like how much better could this get and uh I was when it first came out I was really honestly kind of disappointed but um it's it's grown on me with the the viewings but the the whole hex yeah thing is uh the first time I ever watched this movie uh with my wife <clears throat> anytime Jonah Hex shot somebody I just thought it was hilarious and I kept yelling hex yeah out <laughs> and by the end of the movie she just like was so angry with me but i was like fuck yeah jonah hex
0: (laughs) hex yeah would you would you think jack um it was it was okay it wasn't a good movie but it was entertaining and really isn't that all that you want from a movie
1: no i i i want more than just entertaining out of a movie but we we shut up nerd it's like abraham lincoln vampire hunter is it a good movie fuck no is it entertaining absolutely hex yeah it's entertaining
0: sorry hex yeah man now you got me saying it it's contagious isn't it and before you ask um probably one of my favorite parts of this movie it was stupid as hell that scene where he's being resurrected and he's like sad boy about death like thing about vengeance is it doesn't leave you when you die and blah 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 and then then natives do their native magic and like he inhales all of that he just stands bolt upright, right turn
1: <laughs> and then it turns into like like Modern Warfare to
0: like Hard Rock, like duh, 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 duh. <laughs> he probably he probably didn't even thank the natives either. He probably just ran out of there. <laughs> also, how many times are they supposed to save his life? Like, because I'm pretty sure one one more and he gets a free sub at Subway. Does he have like a punch card with the yeah. Merson men? Yep, yep. Different punch card for each tribe too. He's getting all all it's worth really working the system there mm-hmm. typical white man yeah yeah
1: i loved the fact that uh like i know so you watched this film a couple of days ago for the first time right mm-hmm. and it changed my life i love the fact that i was at home and it was just you know the evening and i was cooking dinner and out of nowhere you just send me a text that says motherfucking horse Gatling guns. In the and first I was like, five minutes, man. <laughs>
0: and I was like, I'm so glad you enjoy this movie already. That was when I just knew I was watching a real piece of art. If only more movies had the balls to introduce something that stupid in the first five minutes. Let me tell you what, I was invested after that. I just... I love that scene because it's
1: such a like it's such a like it's a hexia yeah moment, right? And it really sets the tone for the rest of the movie when you see mm-hmm. the dual horse Gatling gun contraption. My my thing with it was like, how did he keep it hidden? Because like Gatling guns aren't small or inconspicuous. Also, they're heavy as
0: shit. Well, like, you see with those blankets. <laughs>
1: yeah but like i know we're talking like i know it's kind of pointless talking about the feasibility of dual gatling gun horse contraption here but like the horse was already carrying jonah hex and was dragging five bodies behind it when he was bringing his bounty in so like there's no way that horse wasn't like completely overworked well maybe it's a supernatural horse Ah, uh, yes. The supernatural horse named Horse.
0: Well, let's hear your idea for a name then. I don't know. See? You don't got one.
1: huh? I just... I will say... Even though this isn't a truly faithful adaptation of the character... They did capture his personality very well. I think... Uh, Josh Brolin was absolutely the the right choice and actor for jonah hex and i think the dialogue that they gave jonah hex in this film was like a1 like encapsulate in capturing his like snarky personality i just i love that like near the end of the film where the kid's like what's the horse's name horse <laughs>
0: i mean that's a pretty good name for a horse if i do say so myself it is it's as good what did you name your cat huh
1: what did you name your cat or was it a dog like didn't, Bro, didn't I you name... of... well i was going to say didn't you have a cat that you literally just gave the lakota name for
0: cat for Igmo, yeah yeah but her we often call her kitten or kitchen So, so she knows not to be on the kitchen counter, right? Right. And we've told her this many times, but she defies our orders. So what we have is a bottle, a spray bottle of water that we call the hand of God. So whenever we catch her on the counter, she remembers the hand of God and knows she isn't getting away with it, so she runs. Now, there are different schools of thought. My brother thinks that justice has been done and she learned her lesson. I think differently. The hand of God knows well what you did, and you'd be best to remember that lesson. So i chase her down and spray her. She knows damn well what she did. <laughs> You're going to say I'd chase her down and smite her? I'd chase her down and smite her, that's right. You see, when God smote humanity, he just drowned all of us. But I just merely spray her with water. Really, she's getting off easy.
1: Well, that is that is fair. Oh, the troubles of being the Chosen. Yeah, I know, right? It's that hard educating
0: of, the masses. Reminds me of the time
1: that, like, our cat Boo also oh. was was big on jumping up onto the counters and so we read this thing on the internet that was like oh if you put down a bunch of tinfoil on your counters for a couple of days like cats really hate the like the texture and the sound of the crinkle whatever they don't like tinfoil and that's supposed to break them up a habit so i shit you not Our kitchen looked like it was that one scene from Spongebob where everything was fucking chrome.
0: (laughs) Everything's chrome in the future.
1: Right. And we covered everything in fucking tinfoil. And literally the next day, like I get home and Boo is just sitting at the counter and he like looks up at me and just blinks. And that's when I, I sent you that picture of him. And your only response was Boo knows no master. He doesn't. No fucking contemptuous piece of shit anyways, Jonah Hex <laughs> how did uh you know, going back to the dual fucking horse Gatling guns,
0: what did you think of our our opening scene? I only got two words, hex, yeah. <laughs> Like, literally, when I saw the horse Gatling guns come out, I literally yelled, oh, fuck yeah! Because I knew this was that kind of movie.
1: I thought it was still, like, a really good, like, shootout scene, like, even without the Gatling guns, you know, especially when he's, like, shooting at the guy that's in the, like, bell tower. Yeah. Also the other part of the scene which sets a precedent for the rest of the movie is like why is it that every time jonah hex leaves a town it fucking bursts into flames behind him
0: i i really don't think he needed to set that fire either (laughs) i think he got his message appointment killing everybody and i don't think he had the power to just um name that fat dude sheriff but here we are (laughs) to be fair though If a guy with a half-burned face comes to my town, kills the entire corrupt police department, and, like, straps a badge to my chest and lights a meaningless fire and walks away, I think I'd do what he says. Or maybe just move to a new town. But I'm not going to say no to the new sheriff's paycheck, which is probably more than I'm making as a dirt farmer or whatever they did in the Old West. Actually,
1: fun fact... Being like an old West sheriff was seen more as like a civil duty. Like it wasn't something you got a regular paycheck from. It was like, you kind of did it out of the like goodness of your soul. That's like when you see uh like the movie tombstone, a wider uh, first comes into town. He like sets up business as uh, like a card dealer um now mind you like old west sheriffs like they used to have like even actual law enforcement had like a bounty system whereas like you know anybody like say if you were a U.S. marshal and you found a guy that had a bounty on his head you got that bounty um but yeah like typically your local law enforcement was not doing it for a paycheck at that time
0: Ah, uh, yeah, you had to shake down the peasants. That's right. Keep them in line. Check that piece at the door. hmm
1: I was very disappointed that a uh, Big iron on Your Hip wasn't uh, played during this movie.
0: I was an Arizona ranger, didn't say... Nah, New Vegas. Except... New Vegas wasn't my introduction to that song. I specifically remember where I was when I first heard about that song. It was in fourth grade and a classmate. Of, no, it wasn't even in fourth grade. It was earlier than that. I think it was like third grade, whatever. The Point is a classmate of mine named Wyatt told me about this song that he really likes called Big Iron. And he gave me the entire plot synopsis over recess one day. I'm like, wow, that sounds like a hardcore song. And then was years it. later, it was in New Vegas. It's a fun song. I don't know if it's necessarily like a hard song, but... I don't know. Justice is pretty hard. He kills Texas Red with a bullet fairly ripped. <laughs> <laughs> also, how old were you when you realized that the reason my gunfighters held their standoffs at noon is so the sun wouldn't be in either of their eyes, so they'd have a Fair, even playing field. Uh, I was twenty nine. Well, back in the old west, gunfighters. You said to- <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: a that's a clever way of me saying fucking today.
0: <laughs> I didn't realize that until I was in my twenties, early twenties, but twenties nonetheless. I like read you know- that and I was like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> You
1: know what this movie made me want to do is uh did you ever watch uh the history
0: channel show wild west tech oh dude i love that show that was like one of my favorite old school history channel shows
1: yeah before they were like uh reality fucking, tv show trash yeah the it, pre-ancient aliens um man it's crazy that i'm using that as a metric of time
0: but yeah, right
1: um yeah <laughs> Back when, like, if you woke up at 3am and turned on the TV, like, like that was as action-packed as TV really got. Good old Keith Carradine, or was it David Carradine? David Carradine.
0: Ah, yes. And before, you know, the whole mm -hmm, choking himself thing but this was like i i, I want to say well, yeah god rest his soul in nomine patria filius spiritus sancti but this is i want to say this is prime david Carradine. but however i didn't watch a lot of his movies fun fact he also voiced junichiro in king of the hill Hmm, i was not aware of that oh man he was great in wild west tech i never liked the other host that he replaced
1: i really i really appreciated this film's kind of like like i don't want to say like steampunk but like like the the weird yeah weird
0: like so it's it's a weird west i was gonna say that's the name of this genre is weird west not well i guess wild wild west kind of qualifies with this weird science but is wild wild west a war movie yes i think i think so i i think wild yeah because wild it's about true. a general wanting to get revenge on america for losing for forcing the confederates to surrender yeah it's it's a former confederate trying to start a new war mm-hmm. so. with, a, with a spider <laughs>
1: <laughs> a giant mechanical spider as you do (laughs) as one does um I guess speaking on whether things are war movies I know we had decided last time that we were leaning that this was a war movie but after actually seeing it now what do you think it do you think Jonah Hex actually lands in the war movie camp
0: yes yes Because once again, it's about a former Confederate seeking revenge on America because they lost the Civil War. And he creates a super weapon, but the protagonist stops it.
1: Sore fucking loser.
0: I know, right? Suck it, sit and spin. But it was an interesting take that the protagonist was a former Confederate himself. But I'm glad we had Lance Reddick to make sure the audience knows that he's not a racist. Also, rest in peace, Lance Reddick. Right. I went, out of all the actors in Hollywood. I think he was one of my top choices to be my personal gunsmith to trick me out in weapons and be my quartermaster and shit. He he was like unironically my favorite actor in the John Wick trilogy. Well, John Wick movies. Quadrilogy you know what aren't they make, make
1: aren't they making a fifth one now
0: probably yeah I, I still haven't seen the fourth but i liked the first three
1: see this is one of the things that like because you mentioned you know obviously without him like we don't have anybody to tell us like oh jonah hex isn't a racist like he I can't remember where he's said anything explicitly racist that doesn't mean it hasn't happened. But like the OG Jonah Hex comics had a shitload of racist things in it. Um as 70s comics do. As as 70s comics do, especially 70s comics where the main character is a former Confederate. Um but the the thing is is that like I really I'm glad that we got around to this because i wanted to talk about this because obviously something that we've talked about quite a bit in the past on this show is you know like lost cosmyth like lost cause mythology and um you know the like heritage not hate bullshit mm-hmm. and um you know for those who have listened here like it we've made our points very clear that like we're like like slavery's bad, Confederates were fucking wrong. Like, it's not a not a debate point for us. Um The thing that I find interesting is that Jonah Hex he, he wears a Confederate uniform. He a part of his storyline is having been in the Confederate army. Um and yet he's not faced the same kind of like calls for canceling that like statues have or like you know the dukes of hazard with the you know the general lee charger and stuff like that um it, he like jonah hex as a character is honestly kind of flown under the radar and it's, and i think that especially holds up even today because the most recent jonah hex that i recall was right around the time this movie came out uh they did a revamp on the comic book series also uh back when dc did their like new 52 lineup
0: Mm -hmm. i remember that
1: so jonah hex was one of the characters that they they re re redid with the new 52 lineup and they It was a substantial run for him too because like there was other new 52 uh books and characters that only got like a half dozen or a dozen uh comic run but he had like i want to say like 50 or 60 comic books like it was a solid solid run um and i think the reason for that is because anybody who's actually like examine the character of jonah hex and like read the comic books and stuff like that or has seen any of the previous like animated films about him um like yeah he was in the confederate army and he still wears the confederate uniform but it's a well-known character trait of his that you know he's always he's always an outcast like every place he goes every group he gets associated with always like he like his life is literally the lemony snicket series of unfortunate events like he, and granted this this movie strays away from his original origin story but like he, he as a kid he grows up in an abusive household and his dad literally sells him So he himself has experienced slavery. He then, uh, I forget what tribe it is, but he lives with a Native American tribe in the Southwest.
0: Apaches. Uh,
1: Right. And at some point uh, decides to join the Confederate Army because he's like, fuck authority kind of deal you know Mm -hmm. like lots of young men are but then he's like it's it's like a canon thing that when lincoln comes out with the emancipation proclamation he's like oh shit i actually am fighting for the wrong thing and so he becomes a traitor to the confederates but then like when he becomes a traitor to the confederates like all of his friends die and he's like well fuck i didn't mean to kill all my friends like um so he ends he ends up running from the whole civil war situation goes back to his tribe like falls in love with a girl from the tribe that had raised him or he had been sold into um and basically has like a duel of honor with another person in this tribe who also likes this girl and basically uh jonah gets accused of cheating and gets his fucking face disfigured because of it, as opposed to Turnbull doing it. Turnbull. But literally every step of this guy's life always turns out either hurting him or hurting someone else, even if he's trying to do the right thing. And so... I can like I have seen recent like internet internet arguments, especially like on the comic book subreddits, where people are like, "This is stupid. We need to do away with this." But like Jonah Hex wearing the Confederate uniform isn't like a like I'm proud of my Confederate service. It's he he literally wears it as like a badge of shame. He mm-hmm. wears the he wears the Confederate uniform. He wears the scar on his face. Everything that he portrays is meant to shove people away as a like, I am not a good person, I'm not trying to pretend to be a good person, like I don't want you to expect anything of me. And that's what makes him a great character is that despite the fact that he pushes people away and like has this fucked up past, he still ultimately tries to do the right thing in the end thank you for coming to my TED talk
0: yay yay i
1: don't know what like what did you think what do you think about the whole like confederate uniform thing
0: badge of shame is a good way to describe it man i like the slate gray color
1: it was it was a sharp uniform
0: Man, why do all the bad empires throughout history always dress dress the snappiest?
1: Not to mention, he has that like dust like duster cover thing going on, mm-hmm. which is always a bad that badass look. The duster. I just I appreciate it because there's a scene in this movie where he goes to talk to somebody he used to serve with, uh, and this dude runs a like a fight club deal, and. Mm-hmm fight you yeah he's like you've come to kill me he's like i haven't decided yet (laughs) Um, but this dude's trying to convince him he's like you can join like he's trying to get jonah hex to join the fucking neo-confederate terrorists and he's like you can join us you can help take down the fucking united states and it like i think it's such a great illustration of how like so many people who were in the confederate military like harbored these like super hard feelings after the war like it and it it, like it's a brief glimpse that i really wish kind of was explored a bit more because it really leans into
0: that lost cause thing that we talk about all the time yeah it always comes back to the confederates doesn't it the south will brass again yeah. Yes, I will. remember that time where we had like three southern guests in a row and then like yeah. two british people and then i thought that you were involved in a conspiracy involving the confederacy and the crown to overthrow america what's now, hilarious to me is like i found the like f- the
1: only three southern military historians who don't believe in lost cause
0: Now, I just want to reiterate that no one honestly believes that Jonathan Apprins is trying to overthrow America with the Confederates and the British. I say it again. There is no proof to the rumors that Jonathan Apprins is trying to overthrow America with the Confederates and the British.
1: That That was very aggressive.
0: Like I said, there's no evidence at all.
1: Yeah, the only reason that exists is because you're purposely putting it in the ether, but
0: hey, hey man, I'm just mad you didn't tell me first. I'm your friend, man, and you just leave me out of the loop like that. Fuck you.
1: Dude, you know that was so loud that it blew out my fucking headphone speaker and I had to like readjust.
0: <laughs> Sorry, I did literally hold my mic up to my mouth when I said that to get the point across
1: you mean to overemphasize something like this
0: yes i think it was important to do that to dispel any rumors that there may be about your collusions (laughs) okay you you can
1: check my my voter registration card i i think that speaks enough
0: but what is your voter registration It's... Whoa, dude, whoa, you cannot say that. Holy crap, John. Ladies and gentlemen, he just said the word. (laughs) (laughs) You you can't just say you're putting in a bleep in lieu of words and not expect me to say shit like that. What?
1: let's let's just say that it's a cooler toned color okay
0: communist communists are red it oh right that um is it the green party
1: no no it's not the green party shit although Um, i i i have often thought about switching my registration to the uh the bull moose party hell yeah believe it or not that there actually is a modern bull moose party and they're pretty they're pretty center line like I find myself to be a center to left-leaning kind of individual but it just depends on what particular issue we're talking about anyways I don't want to talk about my politics because I don't want to alienate our like six of our viewers (laughs)
0: <laughs>
1: although i i can't imagine that that's a surprise given our, our previous episodes like what side i lean to what about you 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 strike me as a uh a wig party member
0: Why, absolutely not good sir i'll have you know i'm registered and independent
1: you're a registered federal federalist
0: no, fuck you. You know what I said. <laughs> I'm going to bleep that out, too, just so nobody fucking knows. Ah, fair enough. Voting records are confidential, and so shall we be. Voter registration, however. Yeah, voter registration. That's a different thing. Alright, enough about politics. Um, Let's talk about uh, destroying the Capitol, so now let's talk about destroying the capital. And it, it was really interesting how the weapon of mass destruction worked in this. Like It was. It
1: was like it was a, like a two-phase device.
0: I thought they were going for the whole, oh, this cannonball is made of supernatural materials and it makes a really, really big boom. No, it just starts a chain reaction of explosions founded by the other cannonballs. Which, no idea what they're made of. What are they made of? Fuck you, that's what they're made of. We don't need to explain everything.
1: This is the weird
0: West. You can't... Even if you told people science things, they wouldn't get it. Yeah, right? Just, you could have told me it was, like, a demon's soul in that glowing cannonball. And I just said, alright, whatever. No, it's a nation killer. <laughs> I love the fact that...
1: I loved I I was I both loved but I was also disappointed that they literally had copy pasted the images of the monitor and the Merrimack for that scene. And I was like Ironclad battle, fuck yeah. And then the the co- neo confederate ironclad just blew up the fucking monitor. I'm like, "Oh."
0: oh god damn it i was i was really
1: i was really stoked for an ironclad battle and it just it didn't happen although the explosions were fun but the the thing that killed me was the the confederate ironclad has like like uh like a submarine periscope thing on it and there's a moment where, like, it looks through the glass and you see the shoreline of the Capitol through the, like, periscope image. And I could not stop laughing because instead of just, like, a normal, like, crosshairs or, like, ha- like dash marks, whatever, no. The fucking periscope has the outline of the fucking Capitol building in it. And I'm like who yeah. did they go to to have that manufactured where they're like I can't tell you what our what we're doing or what our plans are but I need you to make a periscope with a outline of the capital in it I don't understand and, and some glass maker somewhere is mm-hmm. like oh,
0: oh, oh I got you yeah I don't know what the deal with that is it's just it's a small but stupid detail Oh Yeah, I just don't get it. What did you think
1: of uh there is absolutely no segue to this at all, but um what did you think about uh, Megan Fox's addition or performance in this film?
0: Hmm. I wonder how she got this role. because she's a terrific
1: actress that's why of course has nothing to do with transformers or anything like that
0: nope not at all not at all
1: i i love the fact that when they were like casting this movie and very obviously when they're writing it they're like how do we get more people to see this movie i got it megan Fox. What is she supposed to do in this movie? Fuck you. That's what she's supposed to do. Like, yeah. she's there.
0: <laughs> that's what? Now pay us money, damn it.
1: Megan Fox in a skimpy outfit automatically sell seats. Mm hmm. And, like, here's the thing I don't even oppose her character or, like, her first scene. Like, I think it. Like, the first scene illustrates that very well, and it gave Jonah Hex the opportunity to do his exposition where he's like, anybody who gets close to me gets hurt. And, you know, it shows, like, a human side to him. And, you know, it shows, like, even though he's got this gross-ass face, he's got this, you know, attractive person pining after him, and he's like, nah.
0: Yeah, he took... He kills dudes, he bangs Megan Fox. He's literally you. (laughs) If you weren't a bitch. (laughs) That's what it was yelling at me.
1: (laughs) I like to imagine that Spike TV was an angel investor in this film. But. But. I digress. The thing that bugged me was like, I don't mind that she was in the film. I don't mind her character. And there's some good scenes with her. But the fact that they made her integral to like the ending of this film, I'm like, this is fucking stupid. Like, why? Because, you know, we have this whole little arc where Turnbull is like, go find something he loves. And so she gets kidnapped. But Jonah Hex doesn't know that she got kidnapped. He doesn't know that until he's already starting his assault on the fucking ironclad. And Turnbull's like, "I hear you don't have a heart." And then like shows like, "I'm holding your girlfriend hostage."
0: Yeah, was wasn't it uh, McOirish that rubs that in his face? Why got your girlfriend. <laughs> then he fucking jams his head into a propeller. Right, Hex. Yeah. Um,
1: but literally, Megan Fox in that end in that end fight scene is literally just plot hole, like filler. It's like, oh, he got captured. How is he going to get out of these handcuffs? Fuck you, Megan Fox is there, and she knows how to get out of handcuffs.
0: Don't yeah. It. I don't need your damn explanations. It's just wholly unnecessary. Wholly unnecessary. Wholly unnecessary, Batman. What was I going to say?
1: I will say, though, my favorite line in this entire film is because of Megan Fox, though. And it's when the U.S. Army, like... Like, so Jonah Hex and Megan Fox just have got done with their, like, romp in 1800s gross clothes i just have to imagine that those like why is everybody in the mid or not the midwest the wild west fucking perpetually sweaty like i get there's not air conditioning but jesus christ to show you how harsh it was back then whatever anyways he's in the middle of his speeches like she's like they're coming after you we could run away together he's like Nothing good ever happens to anybody that gets close to me. And then the fucking door breaks open. And it's a bunch of U.S. Army guys. They're like, Jonah Hex, you're being enlisted. And uh, his immediate like statement is like, Jesus Christ, woman, how many guys are you see in every day?
0: <laughs> I was like, classic Hex. No, that's our Jonah man imagine Jonah Hill is Jonah Hex I have I saw a uh,
1: like a subreddit thread about that and uh, I just burst out laughing at the idea of it like <laughs> in, in no world could Jonah Hex pull this off not Jonah Hex did Jonah Hill pull off Jonah Hex
0: I mean maybe
1: Nah. So what was your your
0: least favorite aspect of this film? When it ended? <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, I
1: mean, it, it was kind of a short film. It was only like an hour and 20 minutes. That
0: shh, that weird part, those weird parts where he's like fighting with Turnbull and the sky's oh, like red and shit. You know the one I'm talking about. It's that shitty oh, yeah, that like, they loved in the 2000s the like afterlife or like middle world fights
1: yep the hereafter <laughs> but it's, it's only much- like it's just like jonah jonah hex's like internal like monologue like i like to imagine where like jonah hex is doing this monologue as he's doing things and like somebody just looks over it's like is that guy talking to himself? Like why is he talking about revenge? <laughs> He's got issues. <laughs> no, that 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 was a little out of place. God, I, the effects is just dumb. I think that goes to the whole like and eh, like and you know this as a fellow, like comic book nerd that like there's an infinite number of universes for literally every single fucking comic book character in the history of ever and yeah. like, like there's a there's a variant of batman that hunts down jack the ripper you know and, and he's he lives... by
0: gaslight
1: yeah it's a great story but also it completely throws all other you know lore and you know canon to the side to do that story um it's those
0: whores (laughs) commissioner gordon yelling out whores is i man that was (laughs) such a fucking dumb twist i hated it
1: it was but anywho um the whole like him being able to talk to the dead and being like one foot in the grave one in the lot, regular um, Mm life um like originally as a character he is just he's just a gunslinger a really good gunslinger the whole him being able to talk to the dead thing is is new as of this movie i'm not terribly upset uh, at them like giving him this power like it's it suited him for the purposes of this story But it's like, okay, we're giving him this power to talk to the dead. Why not go with, like, a cooler story than just John Malkovich is going to blow up the fucking Capitol? You know what I mean? (laughs) Because there's there's literally a a Jonah Hex storyline. I forget what it was called. Uh, But there's a storyline where Jonah Hex goes up against this dude who... He has, like, a sideshow act, like, very, you know, freak show type deal. Wild Mm -hmm. West Tech, if you will. Um, But it turns out that this guy who runs this, like, freak show thing is, like, a legit, like, wizard. And he essentially makes zombies. So in this storyline, Jonah Hex gets into a gunfight with the zombie of like wild bill hickok (laughs) hell yeah yeah so like the whole supernatural thing is even outside of the realm of jonah hex lore it's just like okay we gave him a new power but we're going to do it on such a like bland kind of predictable storyline like oh his arch nemesis is trying to destroy the united states cool guys cool like it it very much exhibits dc's problem where it's like if they're doing anything other than batman they just fucking can't get it right (sighs) yeah Uh, although i did like wonder woman do you think wonder woman is a war movie
0: yes it literally takes place during world war one yeah 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 I, I have just... a looser, and besides, I have a looser interpretation of war movies than you do. I don't know why you keep asking me. I
1: don't, I'm trying to find the the one time you don't think something's a war movie.
0: There was one time I didn't. I just can't remember what it was. And I even then, I think you were trying to be obtuse to me. What did you say to me? <laughs> what the fuck did you call me? No, like you're being intentionally difficult. <laughs> like, trying to give me a taste of my own medicine. Air Bud is a war movie. I mean, he struggles against the norm of human sports.
1: I saw this funny meme the other day where it's, like, it was just, like, a TikTok, and it's this dude who's, like, like, he has a camera facing him, he's sitting in the driver's seat of his car, and he's just, like, death gripping the steer, steering wheel, and the caption is, like, you're driving your kid home after he just lost a basketball tournament to a golden retriever
0: but i mean sports in and of itself is just formalized conflict is it not man that's that's fucking deep i just pulled that out of the black of my ass too so you know, i have no idea it,
1: you know what else is really deep
0: our a word from our sponsor <laughs> brought to you by raid, RAID no, we, shadow legends
1: we still don't have a sponsor and i don't know why we, i mean we raid don't.
0: shadow legends i'd love for them to sponsor us if they pay us that youtuber dollars
1: i know maybe if we could break a hundred youtube subscribers we could start talking about it that's that's the cutoff for raid shadow legends money right 100 subscribers i don't know you didn't just pull that number out of nowhere no like to get monetized on youtube you need to have a thousand subscribers so i'm sure that probably plays a. but i digress
0: no we're getting there
1: speaking of non-sponsors what have you what are you drinking tonight
0: i am drinking brisk fruit punch with nothing in it
1: classic surprised You're not drinking a uh, cool and refreshing lemonade. I love that little oh. contraption Turnbull had for making lemonade, where he was like that was pouring lemonade.
0: Oh, was it? Because that's oh. how you drink absinthe—is you run it through that thingy? Oh, shows you how fucking adult. Or hell, I am. maybe he's maybe he's just that pretentious. That's how he mixes his lemonade. Neither one would surprise me.
1: I I would mix my lemonade that way. That looks fun. With over a little sugar spoon.
0: Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong, dear listeners, but I thought it was absinthe. Of course, I've never drank absinthe that way. I always just straight from the bottle it.
1: I have never once had absinthe.
0: (laughs) It's kind of like black licorice. And no, it doesn't get you high. It just relaxes you.
1: Well, I imagine like OG absinthe is much different than... No,
0: no. I've had it with wormwood and it's not hallucinogenic. You'd have to drink a ton of it for it to be even remotely hallucinogenic. And by then you'd probably die of alcohol poisoning. But it does make you feel good. Which is why I like it. just haven't been able to get my hands on it recently. In fact, I don't even know if that ban is still up or not. But you know what? When I'm be- when I'm off the wagon again, I'll make sure to ask the liquor store. Oh, fair enough.
1: I'm uh I'm double fisting it tonight. Uh, starting off with jo- Jonah Hex's favorite drink, Moundu Baja Blast Zero. Hell do yeah! Do the I got, do. I got a bottle with me too. Do the do. Nothing says Wild West like Baja Blast. See, yeah, we could I like have sponsors. Look how great of a
0: placement that was. So one of my favorite parts of the movie is when that guy was dying on the ground and then Jonah Hex comes up to him and says, Taste the Baha Blast, and then blasted his brains out. <laughs> it was, and then the, there was, but then again, there was that really long scene where he drinks an entire bottle of baja blast and then says mmm, that's good stuff and holds it up to the camera that was as, a bit on the nose as baja blast comes trickling out of his side face hole <laughs> i was gonna say you think he'd like you think he'd learn how to drink with that hole in the side of his head Do you think think megan
1: fox ever did anything freaky with his mouth hole oh absolutely
0: that's like second date shit too we made it to shortstop like you know the first night you know you're just getting to know each other things are pretty awkward the second night's when you really ease into that kind of thing right
1: so my my other drink that i have here is uh i have in my little university of south dakota shot glass established 1860 established 1862 even though that's not the actual year the college started um I have some High West Bourbon, because I figured that's what uh, Jonah Hex would would approve.
0: Oh, absolutely. Mm. Mm.
1: High West makes my insides warm. Give us
0: dollars, please. Please. (laughs) Code
1: Armchair!
0: Code Armchair! For a 1% off discount on War Thunder. For 5,000 Silver Lions and one tier 10 battleship. Oh yeah, and the special explodey cannonballs as seen in Jonah X. Ooh, we could actually work out a deal with World of Warships.
1: (laughs) Code armchair, get the USS Monitor. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Die immediately. (laughs) It's a level negative 4 tier ship. What about that shit-tier submarine the Confederates threw together that was powered by fucking bicycle chains, and then they drowned immediately? Maybe that could be our unlockable. The Hunley? Yeah, the Hunley.
1: (laughs) I actually, I love the story of the Hunley, and, uh, like, the Hunley was a big part of me getting into the Civil War, because when I was a kid, it was right around... I want to say 0102-ish is when they found the Hunley and actually raised it. Um, so it was, like, a big news story. So that that played a part in me getting into the Civil War. Which, fun fact, there is a Hunley movie. Um, so someday we can check that out.
0: Hell yeah, dog. Put it on the list. Where's if ever there was...
1: <laughs> I can't wait for Jonah Hex 2 where... Uh... <laughs> Hex harder. Um, <laughs> followed by Jonah I, Hex 3, the Hexening. <laughs> I really want him to, like, okay, we have the Ironclads,
0: so now we need to get him into, like, a submarine. Yeah, dude. Maybe an air balloon for Jonah Hex 3.
1: You know, there actually was, uh, the like, the Union Army actually used uh, air balloons during the Civil War. Cool. I would love to see that, though. Just like him having a gunfight with another dude in an
0: air balloon. (laughs) I remember reading about in the good old days when dueling was a thing. Wish we would bring that back already. But when dueling was a thing these two gentlemen got into a right disagreement about something that probably didn't even matter and the terms they agreed on for the duel was both of them were in hot air balloons and they both had blunderbusses and the goal was to kill the other one or pop their balloon with with fucking blunderbusses that's some dumb shit right there I'm only I'm just pissed off that they did all of this before video.
1: <laughs> the old days, man, they were they were a time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they were something.
1: That kind of reminds me of uh there was uh here in Denver there was this guy, his name was uh Ned Wincoop, and he was about as wild west Ned Wincoop. Ah and he was about as wild west as you could get anyways um he did a whole bunch of things with his life uh but at some point somebody insulted him or like called his character into question and so he's like fuck it let's have a duel and uh the entire week leading up to the duel he like went outside in front of his house and just like sat up like like bottles and shit And just kept shooting it at these bottles but it was like the dude he was supposed to have a duel with had to walk by his house every day when he went to work so literally every single day this dude who like it's like (laughs) i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to get into a duel with him is seeing him fucking plinking away not missing shit and eventually like the day before the duel is supposed to happen he's like i'm sorry i take it back can we be cool and then wincoop's like All right.
0: That's how you, that's called psychological warfare. Yeah. (laughs) Just plinking away in your front yard. That's great.
1: What was your uh, absolute favorite moment in this film?
0: (laughs) Turn (laughs) back! yeah he put he put like Josh Brolin did stellar in this movie like I could tell he knew this movie was going to be a turkey but I'll be goddamned if he didn't put his heart and soul into this part that's the thing that frustrates me is like Josh Brolin
1: he gave a lot as far as performance goes in this film but like you could see he he cared about his character and uh there's been multiple interviews since then but he like he hates this film and not even because like yeah obviously it didn't turn out that great but he hates it because he's like this film could have been so much better Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: he has made the statement he's like this movie had a 50 million dollar budget and he's like if i was given five million dollars i could make the same movie and make it like a hundred times better um, were we to disagree i i wouldn't disagree with that i would love to see josh brolin reclaim his role as jonah hex and i would love for megan fox not to come anywhere near this fucking movie again um <laughs> especially ever since she got real weird with dating machine gun kelly
0: yeah that, hmm a hmm, hmm. lot to unpack it, there yeah listeners
1: if you're not familiar or haven't kept up with Megan Fox in the last decade there's there's a reason for that um so you you can do your own little internet searching there anywho the fuck was I going to say oh the director of this film do you know what else he did
0: what Horton hears a who wow two bangers
1: Well, it it says a lot because the director of this film, he hasn't done a live action film since Jonah Hex. So it was very much, uh, he's stuck to the world of animation since then. And it's like, imagine if we got somebody like Zack Snyder or something to do Jonah
0: Hex. Be a lot more slow-mo shots for sure, but (laughs) <laughs> so many Jesus allegories. It's just... It's in 3D, and you have
1: a tomahawk coming out of the screen directly at you. <clears throat>
0: hmm D- uh, Jonah Hex just holds the Baja Blast bottle through the 3D screen into the crowd. A REFRESHING DRINK! <laughs> No, just me, okay. Nope. <laughs>
1: nope. <laughs> so I I have to share with you my absolute favorite moment in this film. And at heart, it harkened when I saw it, it immediately reminded me of Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. And in that film, if you recall, you said that your favorite moment in Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter was when Abraham Lincoln pulls out a pair of silver brass knuckles and uh the main bad guy's like where's the silver and abraham lincoln goes right here and then just
0: like gut punches him with it dude that that scene alone restored my faith in this cursed world of ours (laughs) so there's literally the exact same scene in this movie
1: where he's fighting the irishman and as before he sticks the irishman into the fucking boat propeller um but the irishman taunts him is like what's it like to have a fucked up face like that and jonah hex has like oil or something on his hand and he like reaches over towards a torch and literally sets his own hand on fire and he's like you tell me and then immediately punches him in the face with his fucking burning hand and i was like hex
0: yeah (laughs) hex yeah
1: I, it took everything in my power not to text you at that moment, where I was like, <laughs> holy
0: shit. Oh, man. This movie is something. It's not a good movie. It is oh. a movie. So I and think it's that, about... Oh,
1: it, is, ye- it is that time to, to rate this thing. Oh, goody.
0: So i uh let's rate i say we rate this out of horse gatling guns but i want to hear what you think horse gatling guns yep i was
1: thinking crows because he's constantly followed by crows but that's not as fun uh that are uh branding irons (laughs) qt
0: branding irons (laughs)
1: You know what? No, let's do machine gun gat or horse Gatling guns. One to five, one to five horse Gatling guns.
0: So, as a movie, probably one and a half horse Gatling guns. As a Jonah Hex, yeah, movie, five out of five Gatling guns. All right. I will not. I will not justify this because it justifies itself, in my opinion
1: all right all right i i have such mixed emotions i i love this character he's one of my favorite comic book characters the movie isn't good it's very predictable it's a very a b c d plot line like it's it it's not that original but it's so fucking fun and it's it you know it's It is an action film and I enjoy it. This is a film I'm definitely going to be watching again in the future, not because it's good, but because I enjoy it. You know, it's, it's our, our pork chop film metric, which is I'm going to, it's going to be on a night that Miranda has to work or she's out of town. But when it happens, I'm going to throw this movie up on the TV. and I'm going to cook myself a giant ass steak and have a glass of whiskey. And I'm gonna love every fucking minute of this film. Fucking A. So I agree with you. I think this is this is one whole Gatling gun, and then the second Gatling gun was like ill maintained, so it's like rusted and falling apart. And Mm -hmm. it's like the next the next round that goes through is gonna fucking blow it up. that's my rating of this film as a film my rating of a i'm going to have a great dinner and fucking eat some steak and live in my two thousand stupid boy movie world it is Mm -hmm. a 12 out of five horse gatling gun (laughs) Uh. let's hear what ron tomatoes has to say i already know didn't this movie win a couple of razzies i mean probably i i think i remember um like worst personality went to megan fox
0: or something like that so the tomometer is 12 percent and the audience score is 20%. I think this is, these are the lowest scores we've ever seen on this show. I think you're right. I think it is probably the the lowest score we've ever gotten from Ron Tomatoes. Yeah, I'm with the audience on this one. But I'll be goddamned if this movie isn't Hex Yeah. Five out of five Hex Yeahs. Well... I
1: think that's all I got for this movie. That's fair. Also, it did get uh, a Razzie for Worst Couple. Okay, so Jack,
0: guess what our next film's going to be? It better not be what I think it is, U571. It absolutely is. Son of a bitch. I am so excited. I'm not. This <laughs> is
1: This is also one of those, like, it's not a good movie, but I enjoy it
0: so man i didn't even really enjoy it when i saw it in history class wait you saw this in history class yeah didn't you what kind of
1: what kind of fucking history teacher did you have where he showed fucking U 571
0: oh man i would love to tell you about mr becker's history class but you'll have to wait for our next episode fair enough this episode
1: request comes at uh the request of a guest that we are having join us it is history x channel from youtube uh he does a whole bunch of naval themed uh youtube content uh and so this was his choice so i will defer to you as far as uh the questioning his sanity for choosing this film next week
0: all right Because I love you and this show so much, I'll bite the bullet. Oh, thank you, thank you so much. Mm. It's it's
1: not going to be that bad. But don't take your medicine. But don't take your medicine.
0: But don't think I like the taste of brass because I don't. (laughs) Okay. Do you have Do you have anything else? No. (laughs) 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 Yes. Are you mad because it's U571? Yeah. <laughs> I mean
1: of submarine movies, I feel like it's near it it, it was going to come. It's going to come around. Man, like Let's as, get, as get it
0: done. Let's get it done. You're right. Over you. yeah, you're right. You're right. You know, the best way out's usually through. Right? Okay.
1: And then after that, it'll be your movie pick. And you can torture me with whatever you want
0: as long as it's a war movie i think we already did a movie you hated what you gotta be more specific than that oh come on like it was a movie i picked that you really didn't like okay Maybe be star more trek. specific
1: yes star trek
0: this is star-, revenge for star trek isn't it this is not revenge for star trek because our guest picked it oh right or unless you paid him to with what money we don't have a sponsor oh right shit. i don't know maybe maybe you promised him a su- i don't know whatever i'll get to the bottom of this next week <laughs> okay inspector well, jack we... is on the case
1: <laughs> this week the harley boys investigate the case of the paid
0: <laughs> guest I mean at least it wasn't gods and generals oh yeah why do i
1: feel like that's you know if we have the guys from the civil weird podcast back i have a feeling they might choose that but they also seem kind of stoked on doing a, a custer film with us at some point
0: yeah but but i've got nothing else i digress If you enjoyed
1: this episode, please leave a review. The stars do matter. If you would like additional content from us, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at the Armchair Commanders Podcast. We also have a Discord under the same name where uh, we do some live watch events. I'm sure if you uh, keep a tab on that this week, Jack will lovingly prepare a viewing session of U571.
0: Yeah, sure. (laughs)
1: Uh, We also have a YouTube channel is called the history apprentice channel. It's my own personal uh, YouTube account where I post episodes of this as well as other history content that I fiddle around with. If anybody has a particular guest that they would like to hear us chat with about a film, or if they have a film suggestion themselves, please free, feel free to uh, send us a message. We're always looking for suggestions until next week. I've been John. And we will catch you later.
0: Hex, yeah.